And a nice hand for Ronnie Mauricio as he makes his first major league plate appearance. And a good year offensively at AAA Syracuse. Mauricio getting his first opportunity in the big leagues tonight. Backing up and it's over the head of Hernandez. Ronnie Mauricio has his first big league hit and it was a laser. 117 miles an hour off the bat. And a salute from Mauricio after a double to start the bottom of the third and his big league career. I thought that was Dela Cruz hitting that baseball like that. That was loud contact. That ball was squared up. Says to my family, I appreciate everything you've done for me. So now DJ Stewart tying run at the plate. DJ's hit eight home runs in his last 14 games. He gets this one in the air to deep center field. Back goes Rodriguez looking up at the wall. He's out of here! DJ Stewart with a three-run homer ties the game. The late season surge of DJ Stewart continues. A massive three-run homer to tie the game at three. Number 10 for Stewart is ninth in his last 15 games. We're back. You heard some highlights from this weekend. Ronnie Mauricio's first big league hit. And DJ Stewart all of a sudden has become uh, a miniature Babe Ruth here for the Mets over the last couple of weeks, especially in August. Um, joining in the party and the fun. And brings me to my next segment here. And yeah, we'll get into the Pete Alonzo stuff and Doc and Daryl and everything here on this lazy Labor Day Monday. But... Everybody's going to talk about the obvious. The media is going to be looking at the obvious. And one of the objectives when the Mets blew this thing apart that I outlined at the trade deadline was, hey, you got to see what you have with Beatty, with Alvarez, with Vientos, with, um, you know, now Mauricio. You know, you don't know. You know, right now Alvarez, I think, has settled himself into where between him and Narvaez, you have yourself a pretty good catching tandem for next year. Alvarez has shown some tremendous skills behind the plate. You know he's going to hit for power. Whether or not he's going to be an impact hitter or a catcher who's fairly solid with some pop remains to be seen. Like I said earlier, it's a cat and mouse game. He's in a valley right now, Alvarez. Let's see if he can get out of it. You know, had an RBI single yesterday. So, you know, as far as the other guys, Vientos and Beatty, we don't even know if those are big leaguers. Like, you have to put them in. You don't know if they're big leaguers. And they haven't shown you anything but a flash here or there to in indicate that they're big leaguers. And Mauricio's got 11 at-bats, so it it's too soon to tell. But that's the obvious. That's obviously what the uh, the organization is looking for. Um, they have a lot of 4A that is littered the roster. Most of it is not useful. But there are a few that are worth taking a look at. Now, what's made the Dodgers and teams like even the Astros really good at what, at, at what they do is they've, through their analytics department and maybe some of their scouting, they found these undervalued assets that nobody else was talking about. J.D. Martinez was one of those. Justin Turner. Max Muncy. And the Mets, for the most part, you know, they really haven't done that. Yeah, you had your Marlon Bird a few years ago that popped in. And, and you know, maybe Jonathan VR had a, a decent year, but he was an established player. You, know, you really haven't had a veteran come here and overperform or somebody completely off the scrap heap overperform. And that's why DJ Stewart is so interesting because DJ Stewart was a first round pick of Baltimore. And you could just watching him even in spring training. And I think he hit for the cycle in spring training, if I'm not mistaken. I remember watching a game maybe against St. Louis where he hit for the cycle. Um, 
the guy clearly can hit the ball hard. He has pop. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's strong. You could tell. You could see that. And I went back and I looked at some scouting reports and did some research on DJ Stewart to say, okay, is this just fool's goal? Remember, remember the old saying: Don't believe what your eyes tell you in March and September because they can lie to you famously. There are a number of four A players that come up have big Septembers or big marches in Port St. Lucie in the lazy, sleepy Grapefruit League, and they never, ever see the light of day of any success in the big leagues. So let's put that out there. I legitimately think DJ Stewart is auditioning for a job, and I think he has a great opportunity to be part of this team. You know, I know there's some debate. I've been debating on Twitter whether Vogel backs a free agent or not. I mean, I, I have him down as them controllable, that he's still arbitration eligible. I don't know if his contract with Pittsburgh that the Mets acquired negates that. It's possible. But at the very least, Stewart is a guy that can replace Vogelback and give you more versatility. I was skeptical about how good he was as an outfielder. He's actually been okay playing the corners. One of the criticisms of him throughout his development years in the minor leagues, whether it was Baseball Prospectus or some of these other websites, is that they felt his batting stance was hindering his ability to be a consistently good hitter and be a more complete hitter. They knew that he had the power. And I know the Mets, in reading some reports up in Syracuse, I see, I'm going to say up in Syracuse. Should I say down in Syracuse? Up? I, you got to let me know. What do you guys want? Up in Syracuse, down in Syracuse, right? So, um,. You look at what uh, the numbers have been for Stewart in the minor leagues, and he started out April and May pretty slow. And, and remember, I think some I saw this stat. This is pretty crazy if it's true. I can't validate that it's true. That the average OPS for an average player in the International League and AAA is like 800. So everybody who's halfway decent is going to put up good numbers. But as the summer went on with DJ Stewart, his OPS in the minor leagues was up to 1,000. Now, I don't think he's going to come here and I don't think you stole yourself a star. Right now, the way that DJ Stewart's playing with a 162 OPS plus, a 970 OPS, those are star-level numbers. Uh, I, I don't see that. Can DJ Stewart be the Mets version of Max Muncy? Somebody they completely pulled off the scrap heap that could pop you 30 home runs, even if he plays part-time, hit right-handed pitching, play a little corner outfield, left or right, DH. I don't know. I mean, you know the first base has been a position that has been thrown out there. I haven't seen... Uh, you know, he hasn't played really any first base here. He hasn't actually played any in the in the big league. So uh, I don't even know if that's an option. I would probably give him a glove and see if he can, can do a little bit of that. Mets could use a backup first baseman a little bit when uh, Alonzo needs a blow. But can that, can that be who DJ Stewart is? And I think he can. Look, you're staring down the barrel of an organization that does have some young players in AAA that potentially could compete for a backup outfield spot. You know, outfield has been... A death knell for the Mets. That's why you saw the Kevin Pilar's and you know guys like Abraham Almonte and uh, 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 Rafael Ortega. These names that are littering in 4A in the roster because the Mets don't have outfield depth. I think Stewart could be better than that. I think he's shown some. Now it's again got to go around the league, but he's been around the league a few times. And one of the things that Epler talked about that's really interesting is how players need about 1,500. I've heard this before. This is an old saying. Need about 1,500 at-bats to really get themselves going as a big league player. Plate appearances, I would say. So you really figure out what he's all about, right? So you look at a guy like 
Stewart, who over six years in the big leagues, has about 700 plate appearances. And then you look at, you know, in the minor leagues, he's probably got another, you know, 1,500. So he's past that point. He's starting to get to that point where he's either going to do it or he doesn't. But really that 1,500 at-bats or so is when a player starts to figure things out. And look, maybe something really connected with him in this organization. Maybe not everybody, you know, not everybody's bad at player development that works for the Mets. So I really think DJ Stewart is somebody to watch this September. And out of all the 4A players, I'm most bullish on him. Now, after that, Ortega, I know Buck likes him. You know, uh, Aruiz, these are guys that are gloves that come in. And, you know, I don't even know if you could say that these are guys that uh, sub in for two weeks effectively, maybe, you know, maybe an Ortega. These are 4A guys. There's nothing special, nothing exciting about that. Uh, and then you look at the pitchers. You know, Phil Bickford's a guy that right now the only value I see is that he pitches pretty much every day. He has not been good in ERA over six with the Mets. Uh, you know, a little bit better if you look at his peripherals, uh, you know, coming from the Dodgers organization. I'm sure they're going to try to potentially maybe look at him and see what's there. Uh, is he a free agent? Let's see if he's a free agent. I got to check that out a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's still under control. So, you know, you still have uh, Bickford still in the control. You know, the same thing. You know, you look at a Jeff Brigham. He has been a little less impressive. Trevor Gott. You know, are there back, you know, you know, front end of the bullpen? There's no back end of the bullpen, guys. Are there front end of the bullpen, guys? You know, out there, we all know we're looking at McGill and Peterson and maybe Buto and Lucchese as starting depth. You know, that was part of the the plan of what you have. But really, with the four A guys, I don't see anybody on the bullpen side that oh, I you know that's a, a diamond in the rough. You know, I guess we'll see. You know, Mets continue to sign a lot of relievers and arms that are analytically sexy, but for the most part, don't know how to pitch. So we'll see about that. But to me, this the whole thing about September is going to be about DJ Stewart. I think DJ Stewart, especially now you're hearing Marte may have, you know, surgery potentially on his groin. I mean, you know you have Nimmo, okay, uh, for next year. So Nimmo, whether he plays a corner uh, or center field, you know you have Nimmo. You don't really have anybody for left. You don't really have anybody for right at this point. Uh, DJ Stewart could get himself a starting position. I think they're going to need to potentially, you know, I know Cody Bellinger's name has come up. That would be more signing an impact guy to a long-term deal, potentially. Uh, you know, are there guys that can play the outfield on a little lesser contract, you know, maybe a, a two-year deal where they got guys like Gilbert and Acuna? I mean, if Gilbert and Acuna are close, you know, you're going to need to move Nimmo to a corner. You're going to need, uh, you know, potentially put Gilbert in center. You still got Marte on the contract for two years. You know, the more veterans you bring in on long-term deals – the more that could clog it up. Yes, I know you could trade those guys. And with the way the Mets have, you know, finances that create some flexibility, that's easier than in the past. But DJ Stewart's a cost-controlled guy that potentially you could keep around to play a corner, maybe play it every day, and help bridge the gap. And then look, maybe he becomes a fourth outfielder, maybe he becomes a DH. You know, there are a lot of different things he can do. Or you know what? You just stole yourself... Every day, maybe not an all-star, but an everyday part of your lineup. So, although I know you're all going to be looking at Mauricio, I know you're all going to be looking at Vientos and Beatty, and so am I, and Alvarez this September, the Baby Mets. I hate that term, but the Baby Mets. I really like to see if there's any foray, if there are any scrappy pickups that this team, with their analytics department, these smart people that like to say they can find diamonds in the rough, have they found any of them? 
We'll see. DJ Stewart, to me, is the one that I'm watching the most. So, all right, let's take a quick break. When I come back, are you still bothered by the Pete Alonso trade talk? I know a lot of the fans are. I remember when I brought it up, it was, you know, preposterous. And I was, like, one of the first to say, hey, what about trading Pete Alonso? And now everybody's talking about it. Let's just calm down. Let me walk you through what's really going on. Because it's pretty easy to see and take away all the clickbait, all the articles that are going to be out there that are going to fill digital space between now and the day Alonzo's either traded, leaves as a free agent, or signs as a free agent. So we'll be back with that and more right after this.